It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. And welcome back to Decal Download. I'm Rich Griffin, Chief Communications Officer here at the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning, as always with Commissioner Amy Jacobs. Well, starting January the 18th, applications are open for round two of our $1,000 power supplemental payments. Power stands for providing our workforce essential recognition. And you might remember we did this last spring and summer, and now they're back for 2022. $1,000 bonus payments to some 35,000 early learning professionals and staff here in Georgia. The bonuses are funded through the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021. And Commissioner, today we have some very important updates on the application process. Yes, as you mentioned, it is opening very soon. And so we want to make sure that everybody is aware of how the process will work once again. Uh, I think it'll be very similar, but we'll hear the details from the experts. That's right. Joining us to talk about power supplemental payments round two is Christy Moore, Director of Professional Learning here at DECAL. And Barb McQuethy is Workforce Support Manager. Ladies, welcome back to the podcast. We understand you have some good news for us today. We do. Thanks for, uh, well, thanks for inviting us back. Thank you. Well, Christy, let's step back for a moment and talk about that first round of power payments uh, that happened last summer. How much was paid out to the early learning professionals and staff, and how did that process go uh, for you and your team? And I do want to recognize your team. Folks may wonder, they may be listening for, oh, this is someone from finance or someone from the governor's office of planning and budget. No, this is the professional learning team and workforce support. How did you guys end up taking on this huge responsibility? No, that's a great question. Um, Our job in the professional learning unit is to support the agency's initiatives around our early learning workforce in Georgia. That's why Barb and her team, that's why they are here at DECAL, and that is what they focus on every single day. So um, when Barb came to myself and uh, Commissioner Jacobs and Susan Adams, our deputy commissioner over our division, and said, hey, had this really good idea. We should support the workforce financially. Um, We were very grateful that the agency made it happen. So um, this is actually the brainchild of Barb and Barb's team. Oh, fantastic. So that's how it ended up in your team. Let's go back and talk a little bit about how much was paid out to that early learning, uh, the professionals and staff, and, and, and how did it go that first time around? Sure. So we actually ended up, as of the end of 2021, paying out over $33 million. And I'm going to give you the exact number to 33,406 individuals. Um, As far as the process goes, I think that we would describe the spring and summer of 2021 as a whirlwind. Very busy. Even before the application went live, you have to think about, we had to make policy decisions about who would be eligible. We had to think about documentation that we needed. We worked very closely with our IT team to develop the application, as well as our licensing department and our legal department to make sure we were following all the rules and regulations and any federal or state laws. So even before the application opened, there was a lot of work that went into it. But then uh, we also brought brought on a huge team of processors to actually process the applications and support providers, so getting them trained and ready to go. So 
we were quite busy. Um, the end result is 33,406 payments to some individuals to be what we have heard from who have just been so pleased to receive their payments. We've heard some great stories about what they spent their money on, and we're mm. really excited to do it again. Yeah, hearing that has been interesting. Some of our social media friends have posted that they received the payment and what they're planning on doing with it. And that's always great to, to see. Yeah, absolutely. We love those good news stories. Yes. <laughs> well, your team, along with our IT professionals from scratch, built a database of 35,000 employees who are not on the decal payroll. And I, the way I explain this, we don't even know their names sometimes. We They don't work for us. They're not our employees. So we had to build this from scratch, but we don't have to do that this time. And that is good news, right? Very good yes, news. That is, <laughs> that is good news for Barb and her team. That is also good news for providers because it does mean that for those that applied before that um, it'll be a more streamlined process this time of round. It also means that when we were working with IT, we really were able to focus on changes that we would want to make to accommodate the new application instead of having to start from scratch. So the IT team has put the finishing touches on that, and we are in the process of testing that now to get it ready for that launch date. Mm-hmm. And so now I understand this time only new employees will have to submit an affidavit. That's not going to be required of the previous power payment applicants. Is that right? Yes, that's right. So if they were eligible before, they do not have to do that notarized verification of lawful presence form again. They don't have to submit a driver's license or a permit resident card or any um, other ID to us, we already have that in that database that we talked about that was built. So all of the previous applicants will need to submit is a new pay stub or other employment verification that shows that they're still employed by an eligible provider and that they meet the requirements. So we will still, for new uh, applicants, we will still require the verification of lawful presence and the ID, but only for the new ones this time around. Mm, That should help. I would think, uh, based on last time and, and all those brand new uh, employees that we were talking to. So, so Barb, there is an application for power payments. It opens uh, January the 18th. They'll have January the 18th to February the 18th uh, in order to fill that out. Help us out here. Who needs to fill that out? Uh, is it the directors of child care programs, each employee? How does that work? Well, the directors are the ones who are going to access the application through their Koala account. So the directors are sort of the keeper of all the information. However, they do need to look at the information that is loaded in the application and confirm with their employees that it's correct. They might have an employee that got married or has a new phone number or changed their email address. And those are all important things that we need to have on file so that when we get ready to process the application and it moves forward for payment, if they're eligible, we have a way to reach out for them. Um, They can add new employees this time. So when they go into the system, they will have the opportunity to add a new employee. Um, The qualifying factors, they have to have a valid CRC on file so that they're able to pull them in to create an application for them. So it's sort of a team effort. Yeah, (laughs) right, right. It's a multi-step process. Walk us through the qualifications for receiving a power payment. Are they the same as last year? or Are there any changes that we need to make sure folks know about? They are the same as last year. I mean, the the roles that people had, if they were a teacher or an assistant teacher, a pre-K lead in the public school, um, bus drivers, cooks, 
anybody and everybody that kept those centers moving and, and supporting the children and the families so that they were able to receive the care that was needed. Um, so that, that has stayed the same. Um, and the same programs, you know, Head Start, uh, the exempt Head Start, Georgia Early Head Starts, DOD programs, licensed child care, family providers, um, the same core group of people are all able to, as long as they have that status and they can get into Koala, they'll be all set. So Christy, last time we heard through social media that pre-K teachers uh, in public schools actually received their payments earlier than pre-K teachers and others working in private programs. Will that be the case uh, again this year? You know, it actually is possible that they could happen on different timelines again this year. And the reason for that is because Pre-K leads and assistants who work in public schools will receive their money directly from their school system. So Cal will pay the funds to the school system, and then the school system will then in turn distribute those funds to the pre-K leads and assistants. Whereas pre-K leads and assistants who work for licensed child care programs, they will be submitted in the DECAL Koala application that Barb just described, along with all other employees of the child care learning uh, center. So it really just depends on when the director submits that application as compared to when the school system receives and distributes the funds for their pre-K teachers. So it is possible that the timelines won't match up again this time. But mm-hmm. rest assured, all eligible pre-K teachers will receive a payment. And I guess I, I'm going to be the optimist here. And the silver lining is last time while we were building that database and all of that, uh, the, the public schools did not have to do that. That was already in place. So there was, there was a decent amount of time that kind of went between the two. That's probably not going to be the case this time around. Yes, I would hope so. I would hope that the timelines would be closer um, this time around. So. Great. Well, with the power application closing on February 18th, I know this is probably the most asked question. How <laughs> soon can teachers and staff expect their $1,000 payment? Well, that depends on how closely they looked at the information in their application as they sent us everything that we need. Um, Once they complete everything and submit the application, it comes through to us. The processors get started, the power team there. um, They open applications, they come in and they just keep clicking through the system during the day. They go through, they verify all the information, make sure that if it's a new employee, they have the lawful presence and the ID and the pay stubs. And this round, if it's, you know, they're a returning applicant, just making sure that that current pay stub is in there, that everything is okay. If everything is good, then we can process it through, mark them eligible. Um, Each evening, the um, applications are batched up and sent over to our our payment partner at Care Solutions. And then there's a whole new timeframe that starts because they send out an email to each individual asking them to confirm um, how they want to receive their check. If they want a paper check or they want direct deposit, they collect some banking information. If it's direct deposit, verify they're the right person. And once all that falls into place, then we can go ahead and start sending out the payments. So I would say from the time an application is submitted, if it doesn't get returned for, for anything missing, I would say on average, it's going to take about 30 days just to get through all the steps. I think if you know, they, they look at 30 days, that should be pretty close. It could be sooner. It might be a day or two later. If they <laughs> opt for a paper check, it could take longer if it comes in the mail. I would add to that too, Barb's right, making sure that the information in the application is accurate before it goes to the power team. 
but then also making sure that when you are um, when, when Care Solutions contacts you, if you are choosing direct deposit, that you double and triple check that you are providing the right checking account information. Yes. We did have a few last time where the information, the numbers were mixed up and that created some um, slow, a, a slower process for those recipients. So we just encourage people to double and triple check their information. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking probably 90% of our audience is going, What's a paper check? <laughs> trying to remember those days, you know. Uh, I still remember getting my first paycheck uh, in my first job and taking it down to the bank and endorsing it and looking at the teller and feeling all proud. And those things just don't happen as much um, anymore. So um, uh, again, uh, as far as the follow-up there, the questions that we hear a lot of, Christy, are these bonus payments taxable? They are taxable income. Um, so at the end of the year, the uh, Care Solutions will send every recipient a 1099 form to use when they um, file their taxes. And so if individuals have questions about how to do that um, or how that gets claimed, we do suggest that they talk to a tax preparer to help them with that. But it is taxable income and they can expect to receive a 1099, which is one of the reasons that Care Solutions is asking for the Social Security number so that they can prepare those documents. And, you know, we get that question a lot on our Facebook and, and social media. I feel bad saying yes, but it's just the way of the world. I'm, I'm afraid that's just the way it works. So plan accordingly, right? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. plan accordingly. <laughs> uh, another question that I know I've seen when we did the first round, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get it again, so might as well go ahead and answer it now. Are employees of exempt programs eligible for the bonuses? So employees of exempt programs are actually not eligible to receive a power payment unless they are one of those programs that's governed by Department of Defense, Head Start, or Early Head Start. Um, and that really has to do with the funding source for the power payments, which, as Reg mentioned um, at the beginning of the podcast, is a federal funding source. And so there are some stipulations as to how that money can be distributed and who it can be distributed to. And not to get too far ahead of ourselves, I know Christine Barb and your power team probably don't want me to ask this question because let's just do one thing at a time, right? But there will be a round three for power payments. Yay. And when will that application open? So very exciting, but I know we need to get through January, February, but when will that round three be open? We do. Round three will open in May. We don't have an exact date yet, but it will open in May um, is when we're anticipating it. And so it will probably open sometime in May and close either the end of May, June, depending on the time frame. So, yes, it's coming right kind of at that beginning of summer to catch right before the end of the school year. Great. So you can make plans for springtime and uh, hopefully that money coming your way uh, soon. Uh, based on um, you know the the first round now and now the or actually round two now and round three coming in uh, the month of May, um, going to put the commissioner on the spot here. I'll let you ladies off the hook for a second. It was about this time last year we were also talking about one thousand dollar bonus payments for some decal employees. What's going on with that, if anything, this year? Um, you know, I honestly do not know. That was something that the governor and um, the general assembly. Um, authorized during the budget process, which uh, we haven't seen what the governor's budget recommendation is. We will see that um, in the beginning of January. So this month and the next couple of weeks when he 
releases his budget and does a state of the state. So I don't know, you know, that wasn't just for decal employees. It was all for all state employees that made under a certain amount of money. It was that $1,000 bonus that uh, was given to recognize all the hard work during the pandemic. So I don't, I don't know. I haven't been given any secret um, information. (laughs) So I'll be waiting with the rest of state employees to see if that's something that's included in the governor's budget. Yeah. When uh, we were preparing this podcast today, I went back and was looking at everything that was happening about the time we did the power payments last time. And that was one of the things that was going on. I thought, well, let's go ahead and anticipate yeah. <laughs> you know, that question from not only, like you say, not only our team, but all state employees who were probably yeah. wondering. The legislature actually uh, opens. Uh, we're recording this on Friday, January the 7th. It opens on Monday, Right. Uh, which is the, what is that, the 10th, if I yes. look at my calendar right. Um, so we'll be uh, looking forward to that and seeing if anything were to come. Uh, we will definitely pass the word along uh, to you. Christy uh, and Barb, if listeners have any questions about the power applications and the payments, hopefully we covered most of the questions today. Where should they go? What's the best source of information there? Well, we are in the process of updating the website. Um, On the website, there'll be some helpful hints to get ready. There's also going to be a new manual that was created for providers that walks them through the process. So instead of staring at their screen, they'll actually have something they can look at if they want to print with screenshots and helpful hints. We have webinars next week um, for child care center as well as family providers. Um, and then there's always, they can email um, supplemental payments at decal.ga.gov. And we also have um, processors who are answering phones. And that phone number is 470-717-2012. And they can get questions answered that way. And if they're not able to answer it right away, we can get with somebody who can help us out with it and get back to them. And we're also going to have support, um, some dedicated support for family providers, because sometimes um, they have some different questions as far as income verification and that. So we're going to have a a few processors that are going to be strictly when family providers call in, they can have um, sort of dedicated support for them. Mm -hmm. Good to know. A lot of resources there. Those webinars, by the way, on January the 11th. I think there are three that are scheduled now, but I'll tell you what, they fill up really fast. And Barb, I know we're planning on recording those and posting those on the website. Is that right? Yes. So those will be available as well. So we're trying to get as much information out to them before it launches so that they've got what they need and they can start planning ahead. And we've been getting tons of questions. You know, what do I do about this? What do I do about that? Right. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, that was the other reason. You know, we're going to go ahead and post this early. We we normally have a new episode of Decal Download every Wednesday, which is something we consistently try to remind people. But in this case, this this is like you know when the old newspaper days. This is breaking news. We got to get it out there quickly. Uh, and so you will hear this initially before the webinars. Encourage you to be a part of those. But if you miss them, don't worry. I'll tell you the other thing I learned about childcare. There is no good time for a webinar for. Yeah a person in a child care program or a family child care learning home, uh, they're busy all the time. And the feedback that I hear is, well, you know, three o'clock, this is going on. And 10 o'clock, well, that's going on. There's something going on all the time. So we record them and post them on a, on a regular basis. So that's great. Again, supplemental uh, payments at decal.ga.gov. Christy and I were saying the other day, maybe a complicated 
email, but we stuck with it early on before we named it power. So supplemental payments at decal.ga.gov or call that phone number 470-717-2012. Barb and Christy, thanks so much for uh, being with us today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. And Commissioner, as we record this, we're planning to return to our decal offices and in-person visits five days a week starting Monday, January the 10th. I thought we'd take the opportunity to talk a little bit about that. How are things going to that end? Uh, There are multiple divisions within DECAL. You've said that programs would only receive one visit per day at the most from our agency. A lot of things happening. A lot of things happening on January 10th. Um, Yeah, (laughs) January 10th is still our our big day. And, um, you know... (laughs) When I set that date, how did I know there would be Omicron? Um, but, you know, it made me just think back, like, I think we're always just going to have to deal with some new variant of COVID and just be as flexible as we possibly can with our staff, uh, while also meeting the responsibilities that we have as decal. So you're right. Our offices will open five days a week. We've been open two days a week since June of 2020, but we need to be open in case a provider, a parent needs to come to our office for some reason. And so we will do that. But There's a lot of flexibility for our staff. We've implemented a lot more teleworking options. um, So a lot of fewer people will be in the building at any one time. And of course, as schools close or you feel ill or you have to get a COVID test, which we know is just the reality that we live in, we'll be as flexible as we can and can definitely work from home. As far as returning to our in-person visits to programs, um, we can absolutely start doing that on January 10th. I wouldn't expect anyone to knock on anyone's childcare provider door on on January 10th. We're going to ease into it. Um, we've all got to adjust back to this as well. We've got a lot of training we need to do with a lot of new employees that have come on board since the pandemic. So we are preparing um, for that and um, you will start seeing us um, in your programs, but doing that as safely as we possibly can uh, to meet those responsibilities. So, you know, it's going to be an adjustment for all of us, but I think it's, it's time to just try it out and see how it goes. And we may just have to be, we're all going to have to be flexible and adjust as necessary. Yeah. I know uh, Pam Stevens has communicated to our child care providers that um, we may be using virtual visits for some aspects of their inspections uh, on a regular basis. And I think she's actually looking for feedback from child care as to what aspects of the visit they believe we can best handle virtually. Right. Yeah, I think I think we've learned a lot over the past almost two years where we can do some of it virtually, you know, not all of it can, we need to be actually looking to make sure um, that children are healthy and safe. And it's better to actually have our eyes on that. But there are some administrative things that we check like employee files or, you know, children's enrollment forms or things like that, that we check. And sometimes that can take, you know, an hour or two sitting in a director's office and that's stuff that can easily be done virtually. So I think it'll be things like that. um, So it would lessen our time in a facility. Right. All right, January the 10th, circle the date. We're looking forward to hopefully uh, seeing more of our decal team uh, in person as we're open five days a week uh, at our Twin Towers offices uh, in Atlanta. I I wanted to say come see us, but I don't want to be that open. If you need to come see us, come see us. There's really no reason to come to our office, but some people just like to come and deliver whatever it is they have, or they might not be able to get in touch with us if that hopefully that doesn't happen very often and they just think that's what will help and that's fine we we are open to the public um but check first if you don't want to drive downtown and find parking um there most of it can be done through email or phone call yeah absolutely all right well good luck to you and all of us god bless us everyone january the 10th that's right 
You're at decal. Thanks. Now your questions from the water cooler. Hi, I'm Vanessa, and I work with the SAS here in Atlanta. My question for Commissioner Jacob is, recently we expanded the CAPS program to serve an additional 10,000 children in Georgia. Is this change permanent or temporary in response to COVID? Uh, Well, Vanessa, what a great question, and you are absolutely right. We did announce in October that we were expanding our CAPS program from the 50,000 children that we're able to serve to 10,000 additional children, and um, that opened on November 1st. And so, unfortunately, it is temporary because we are using some of our federal stimulus dollars to fund these additional 10,000 scholarships, Um, but... Uh, the good news is that uh, the, the 10,000 additional children um, who are approved will have at least 12 months of eligibility. So they'll have at least 12 months of a scholarship that will pay their full tuition and child care. Um, you know, if, if there's more permanent money, of course, we want to serve as many children as we can. But um, this is something that we're only able to do for a year or two um, with our federal stimulus dollars that um, are one-time funds. And um, how are we seeing uh, the response to that so far? We just recently announced it. You know, the response has been great. Uh, we have, you know, it takes some time um, to process applications and contact the family and get all the documentation that we're required to get. So I don't have a number on how many we've added, but what I can tell you is um, we've definitely seen an increase in the number of applications. So hmm. I think families are aware and they're applying and we are processing as fast as we can. So the response has been, is, has been very good. That's great. Yeah. And it's time to give you a chance at winning a very nice prize in the decal download quiz. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers received. Just email your response to decal download at decal.ga.gov. Here's the question. What are the dates to apply for round two of the power supplemental payments? What are the dates to apply for round two of the power supplemental payments? Give us the correct answer. We'll put all the correct answers together. Draw out one name. Award a nice prize from Chick-fil-A, Georgia Lottery, The School Box, Shake Shack, Six Flags Over Georgia, Stone Mountain Park, Wild Animal Safari, or Wild Adventures Theme Park. Sometimes a few of everything involved in the prize closet. We just go crazy sometimes. So uh, send in your response, decal download at decal.ga.gov. Thanks for playing and good luck. Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.